Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 157th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you'll be able to get the latest episode of Locked On Blackhawks as soon as it comes out each day. So make sure to go do that. Also, please go follow the Locked On Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, as some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. By the way, today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. All right, thank you again for tuning into today's episode. To start off today's show, I would like to talk about some news that broke from TSN's Pierre Lebrun yesterday, which was that Chicago is beginning to gain momentum to becoming one of the hub cities for the NHL's 24-team postseason. Now, if you remember last episode, I talked about some of the difficulties that come with Chicago being a hub city, such as the amount of coronavirus cases that remain in the state, even though they have gotten better, and also the recent riots and lootings of stores in the downtown area. But apparently both the players and the league like Chicago as an option, which, I mean, who, who doesn't love Chicago? So, if the league feels that Chicago is safe enough to hold 12 teams, then it would make sense for the Blackhawks to host due to the amount of housing options with all of the hotels in the downtown area. It would also make sense because the Blackhawks' practice facility is located fairly close to the United Center in downtown, which would make life easier for all those involved. Las Vegas has essentially been locked in as the Western Conference's hub city, but the official announcement is expected to come sometime next week, according to TSN's Bob McKenzie, who joined LeBron on a video conference call on Tuesday afternoon. We're still waiting to hear on the ruling from the Canadian government on whether or not the league will be able to travel to Canada for the postseason, which will be a crucial decision because the league apparently would like the other hub city to be Toronto if possible. But if Toronto, Edmonton, and Vancouver are off of the table, though, that leaves Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, and Pittsburgh. Columbus is another top option that I mentioned on Monday's episode, but there could be some issues with housing all the players in a city like Columbus that doesn't have the hotel capacity some other major cities do. Dallas is currently not in good shape in terms of COVID-19, as we've seen Texas have a huge second surge of coronavirus cases, so factor that in with the heat in Dallas as well, and I don't think it would be the best place to host 12 teams currently. Los Angeles is also in trouble with COVID-19 right now, and we've seen their mass riots that have been going on there and also in Minneapolis over the last few weeks. So I think it's kind of hard to put those two cities into the mix right now just because there's a lot of chaos going on there right now, which could cause a lot of commotion with, you know, over 100 or 200 NHL players housed in one area. So I think the league would like to avoid those situations if possible, although those situations may not even be occurring in a month or two. But just because it's happening right now, I think the safe bet would to uh, would be to avoid Los Angeles and also Minneapolis. That leaves Pittsburgh, which is another viable option for the NHL, except, as I mentioned on Monday's episode, their practice facility is a bit of a hike from their hotels downtown. So if I were to guess, I think Columbus would still be the favorite if the league can't go north of the border, but Chicago is definitely a close second right now. We also heard Mayor Lori Lightfoot state that she would accept the NHL with open arms in a sit-down interview with The Athletic last Saturday, so it sure sounds like the city would be willing to host if they are chosen. Chicago is also getting better and better by the day, with the number of cases dropping significantly over the last few weeks, 
So that could largely swing into the NHL's decision because if they feel that Chicago is safe enough, then it would make a lot of sense for the city to serve as the second hub city. So that's certainly a situation to pay attention to in the next week or so. As we heard Bob McKenzie say that he expects the league to have a final decision on their two hub cities by sometime next week. All right, coming up next, I'm going to talk about Blackhawks defenseman prospect Alex Vlasic getting invited to Team USA's 2020 World Junior Summer Showcase. But first, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems. How much easier is it when you have an auto auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you will ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at Hockey. Also, make sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, and also on Twitter, at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, to get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Okay, so we just finished talking about Chicago gaining steam in terms of becoming one of the hub cities for the NHL's return to play postseason. Now it's time to move on to our next topic, which is 2019 second-round pick Alex Vlasic being invited to the 2020 World Junior Summer Showcase, which will serve as an evaluation camp for the U.S. National Junior Team that will compete in the 2021 World Junior Championship next year. A little background here on Vlasic for those of you who are a bit unfamiliar with him. He's a 19-year-old defenseman from Wilmette, Illinois, so he grew up in the Chicago area. And for those who are saying, why does the last name Vlasic sound so familiar? Well, Alex is the cousin of longtime San Jose Sharks shutdown blue liner Mark Edward Vlasic, who was highly regarded as one of the best, if not the best, defensive defenseman in the game for a long time there. So hockey is in this kid's blood, and he actually plays a similar game to his older cousin. Alex just finished his freshman season with Boston University this year, where he impressively played in all 34 games for the Terriers as a freshman. Vlasic didn't provide much offensively with no goals and only four assists, but he committed just five minor penalties and was six on the team in block shots with 31. So a pretty strong first year from Vlasic at Boston University, and I also think it's fair to say that he modeled his game after Mark Edward a little bit as both are larger and lengthier defensemen who tend to take care of business in their own zone rather than wowing you with their offensive abilities. And that perfectly fits what the Blackhawks need on defense right now, as they have a ton of offensive defensemen in the pipeline. Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bodan, Chad Chris, all those guys are more known for their offensive abilities rather than what they do in the defensive zone. So that's why I was so happy when the Hawks drafted Alex 43rd overall last summer. I think... He, if he gains weight and develops correctly, he's going to be a force for the Blackhawks in the back end. He's only 200 pounds right now, but if we can get him up to 220 or 230 and really bulk him up, 
he's going to be a very physical presence in front of the net, and those are kind of the defensemen you need to win Stanley Cups. We saw the St. Louis Blues last year. Their average defenseman was like 6'2", 6'3", 210", 220. So size definitely helps on the back end, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's why I was so excited about Vlasic when the Blackhawks took him last summer. All right, now back to the summer showcase. Got off topic there a little bit. Uh, Vlasic was actually invited to the showcase last year as well. Uh, he appeared in two games during the camp, registering no points and just one shot on goal and a pair of losses. So unfortunately, because of that semi-disappointing showing at the showcase, Vlasic wound up being one of 13 players cut from Team USA's 2020 World Junior roster. So this year, he's hoping for different results after a year of college hockey under his belt, but it's still not going to be easy. Vlasic is one of 43 players invited to the showcase, which will be held from July 24th through August 1st in Plymouth, Michigan at USA Hockey Arena. Some, all, some bad news here for Team USA is that, unfortunately, they will be unable to compete against any international competition this year due to concerns surrounding the COVID-19 outbreak, which totally makes sense. But in a normal year, the Team USA would play against the likes of Team Finland, Team Sweden, Team Canada, etc. But the eight-day showcase will be a little different than normal this year as it's expected that the players will be broken into teams for scrimmages throughout the week, but there hasn't been any official announcements as to how everything will be broken down. So just kind of like everything in the hockey world right now, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens in the coming months regarding that. So uh, congratulations to Alex Vlasic for being invited for the second consecutive year, and hopefully uh, we'll see a different result this season. Hopefully he'll be able to make the 2021 World Junior Championship roster. All right, so I think that basically covers all the information regarding Alex Vlasic being invited to the 2020 World Junior Summer Showcase. But before I move on to our next segment, I need to take a minute to talk about something important. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Also, I need to talk to you about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar comes in a variety of different chocolate nut or nut-free flavors, such as peanut butter brownie, double chocolate mousse, and German chocolate cake, all of which are completely covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars are magnificent tasting and also health conscious, so you can enjoy a tasty snack while also staying fit. Most of the bars are only 110 calories, while they're all high in protein and high in fiber. What more could you want from a protein bar that tastes like candy? Built Bar is also currently offering an insane discount deal with up to 50% off on everything due to an inventory closeout, so make sure to go to BuiltBar.com to take advantage of that right now. Another awesome thing about Built Bar is that they are now donating 100% of their profits to organizations that support education, poverty, equality, and ending hate and racism. So not only is Bilt Bar a terrific tasting and healthy protein bar, but they're also donating all of their profits to a tremendous cause. So make sure to go to BiltBar.com today to get a health-conscious snack option and help be part of the solution. Jack Bushman, your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also email the Lockdown Blackhawks email. 
which is LockdownBlackHawks at gmail.com for any questions regarding the Blackhawks, myself, or simply just life in general. Thank you again for tuning in to Wednesday, June 17th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We've already talked about Chicago as a possible hub city and Alex Vlasic being invited to the 2020 World Junior Summer Showcase. Now we're going to talk about a recent conversation that took place between Blackhawks reporter Eric Lear and 2015 Stanley Cup champion goaltender Scott Darling. NBC Sports Chicago brought on Darling as they replay all of the Blackhawks' 2015 postseason victories, starting with the opening round series versus the Nashville Predators, where Darling was called in relief of Corey Crawford in Game 1 and turned the tides of that series early on. Eric Lear asked Scott a handful of awesome questions during the 9-minute conversation, which was really cool to listen to. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can find it on both the Blackhawks and NBC Sports Chicago's Twitter pages. So one cool part of the interview that I wanted to talk about was when Eric asked what it meant to play a huge role in helping your hometown team win the Stanley Cup, which I couldn't even imagine how cool that would be. But Darling said he was fortunate to be so young and naive about what was really going on and the intensity of the moment when he had to come in to relieve Corey Crawford in that opening series versus Nashville. But of course, as the legend goes, Darling went on to stop all 42 shots Nashville put on net, leading the Blackhawks to a come-from-behind 4-3 triple OT victory capped off with the Duncan Keith game winner with the lasso celebration. So Darling talked about how that game one versus the Preds was one of the best moments of his professional career and how growing up in Chicago as a Blackhawks fan, just throwing on that jersey for the first time, it was one of the coolest things of his life and just something that he won't forget for the rest of his life. And he also spoke about a cool moment between he and Coach Q. So after the Hawks won the Stanley Cup on home ice in Game 6 versus Tampa Bay, Darling said that Coach Q came up to him and said, don't forget about what you did in that first round, which is just kind of a goosebumps moment there. Darling won't be one of the main players that gets remembered from that cup run, but his role was just as important as everyone else's, even as the backup goaltender. He set the tone early on in the 2015 playoffs for the Hawks, which was... No matter what happens to us, we're going to climb the mountain and beat you because we are the better team. I mean, go back and look at that roster. Patrick Sharp, Antoine Vermette, and Tavo Teravainen were the Hawks' third line, for Christ's sake. That team was just too good to lose. But in a moment of weakness, Scotty Darling answered the bell when the team most needed him to. And that's why I'll never forget him and his time here in Chicago. So, thank you, Scott, for all you did for the Blackhawks, not only in just the 2015 season, but throughout your time in Chicago, I'm sure it was super cool to be able to help your hometown team win the Stanley Cup for the third time in six years growing up watching the Blackhawks, coming back to life and joining that team years later. Wow, I couldn't even put that into words. So uh, very glad Scott got to enjoy that Blackhawks Stanley Cup run, and I'm glad that he got to have uh, his say on history as well. There was also a funny moment where Eric asked if the Hawks told Darling that they were going back to Crawford after the Nashville series or not, to which Darling responded by saying, after they won the cup, he did ask the coaching staff if they were going to go back to Crawford versus Minnesota no matter what. And the coaching staff responded, oh yeah. And Darling just kind of laughed it off and said he'd do the exact same thing. So just kind of a funny moment there. Uh, Crow's going to be the guy. I mean, even after one bad series, you got to go back to him just because you know what he's done in the postseason. We saw what he did in 2013 versus Boston. So it probably wasn't the right or an easy decision, but it was definitely the right call to put Crawford back in. As we saw, he played well throughout the rest of the playoffs and game six of the Stanley Cup final versus Tampa Bay, arguably the biggest game 
and he shuts them out. So good to see Crawford bounce back after a rough game one versus Nashville. Kind of could have <clears throat> thrown him off course and flustered him a little bit, but he never let that happen. And that kind of takes me into the next topic I want to talk about, which is how uh, when Scott was asked how good of a teammate Corey Crawford is, he spoke about how the situation in the first round versus Nashville should have been awkward between the two, but he said there was never any of that going on in the locker room, and it was just support from Crow the whole way. He also said he was just amazed at how humble and nonchalant Crawford is when they first met for being such a successful goaltender at the highest level, and Darling added that he considers Crawford to be one of the most underrated goaltenders in hockey history, which I 100% agree with. I've talked many times about how I feel Crawford never gets the credit he deserves for those two Stanley Cups. And even in his mid-30s with a horrendous defense in front of him, he posted a 19 save percentage this season after missing the majority of the last two years with concussions. That alone should tell you what kind of goaltender Corey Crawford is. And it still blows my mind that Blackhawks fans don't appreciate what he's done for the city and for the franchise during his long tenure with the team. So some really cool stuff between Eric Lear and former Blackhawks goaltender Scott Darling. As I mentioned a moment ago, if you would like to go and give the entire interview a listen, you can find the link on both the Chicago Blackhawks and NBC Sports Chicago's Twitter page. Alright, so I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, June 17th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow, at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it's out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about a potential return to hockey in the next coming months. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and thank you again for tuning in.